will now tune in to No One Watches Regular News, hosted by me, Carrie Bogar, and this is episode four of season two. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen. The first story that I'm going to get into is a story of another young black child shot and killed. Um, Black people, what we do, we tend to ignore black victims. You know, black people who are victims of other black people, we ignore them. Much like the uh, young girl in Chicago, uh, Jaslyn Adams, shot in a, in a drive-thru. She was shot six times. She was just seven years old. This young boy was just three years old. His name was Elijah LaFrance. He was shot and killed at a birthday party. This happened in Miami-Dade. Um, Miami. The Miami-Dade Police Department has identified the three-year-old boy shot and killed at a birthday party in Northeast Miami-Dade as Elijah LaFrance. According to detectives, the shooting happened at around 8.05 p.m. Saturday in the area of North Miami Avenue and Northeast 158th Street. When officers arrived, they found a three-year-old Elijah suffering from a gunshot wound. He was rushed to the hospital where he died. A woman was also shot. She was 21. She's okay. She's in stable condition. CBS, uh, CBS4 was told the property where the shooting occurred is, is an Airbnb rental. Again, uh, CBS4 was told the property where the shooting occurred is an Airbnb uh, rental, which was booked to host a party. And an altercation started outside of the house and shots were fired. It seems that when it comes to black people, conflict resolution, uh, we cannot resolve the altercation conflict without a fight or someone getting shot or stabbed. This is typical. Both Elijah and the woman who had not who has not been identified were found outside. So you had altercation outside the house. Shots were fired. We we have an issue for us being able to have conflict resolution, being able to resolve conflict or just issues without violence. Gunshots, somebody gets stabbed, a fight breaks out. The uncle was devastated. Uh, this is what he said. The uncle of Elijah LaFrance. They killed him. Oh, God, he is still on my mind. I was just playing with him. Said the boy's devastated uncle, Adrian and Nestor, who was at the party. I wish it could have been me because I have lived long enough. He uh, couldn't even say mom and dad, he said. So a young boy at a party shot and killed. Um, and this is based on an altercation. So this happened quite often when it comes to inner cities and what what happens in these uh, black communities. Um, innocent people get hurt. Uh, I had a cousin last year that was shot and killed at a it was like a bar lounge right here in the Dallas. Innocent bystander, she get hit. So some guy shot in the crowd. He was looking for somebody. Apparently, my cousin was there. She got shot and killed. So these things happen all the time when it comes to conflict resolution, being being able to resolve issues and conflict without violence. Guns being uh, drawn and somebody getting shot or stabbed or a fight breaking out. We struggle with this.
black people struggle with being able to resolve conflict without violence. So here it is again. Another child is shot and killed. This time it's a three-year-old named Elijah LaFrance. Shot and killed. This happened in Florida. They're still looking for the suspect that's responsible for killing this young man. So what about justice for Elijah LaFrance? See, what we do is we respond with a very emotional response when it comes to a white officer, somebody white killing someone black. But our response when someone black dies at the hand of someone else is black we tend to be more easy with it not you know not as emotional we'll talk about it you know we have a balloon release party and make t-shirts and light candles and come together and talk about gun violence and you know what we have to do to we always do this we don't ride we don't protest you know no one is going to stand outside the house of the drug dealer they're selling drugs. No one is going to stand outside the house of the game bankers. The same way that black people showed up at the house of the um, the guy that was seen on video pushing the young man, the young black man uh, that went viral just uh, recently, black people showed up and were outside his house. We won't do that when it comes to criminals in our own communities drug dealers people that com that commit crimes we won't show up at their house and be there in large numbers we won't do that so often these black victims get ignored because we have a obsession with um being depressed oppressed racism this so-called systematic uh, oppression at the hands of white folks. We'll talk about this. We'll want to be the victim so bad. At the same time, we ignore other victims that deserve justice, like my cousin, like Elijah LaFrance. It was the police that caught the guy that was responsible for shooting Jaslyn Adams. In Chicago, the young girl that was shot in the uh, drive-thru, it was police officers that were responsible for finding him and arresting him and bringing him in. It wasn't black folks. Just to, you know, give you a refresher. But we always do this. We ignore the black victims of black crime and we give wall-to-wall -wall coverage on social media when it comes to somebody white killing someone black. Hopefully they'll, they'll find the person that's responsible for killing Elijah LaFrance because often what we do is we won't even talk and say nothing. We won't even say what we saw. Even if we did see something and we are a witness, we won't even speak about it. We won't give a formal statement about it. Nothing. This is what we do. We de deny our own people justice simply because we don't want to talk to the police. But we cry justice. We cry for justice and we want justice and no justice, no peace. When it comes to white folks killing black folks, we do it all the time.
This is why I titled this podcast with this episode Black Capanese. Because black people, we always cap. We have developed a new language, a new culture now. We are like the black Capanese. Like Japanese, Chinese, we are black Capanese because we lie, we bullshit all the time. We make excuses. We want to be the victim so damn bad. And we are not the victims. How can we be the victims and we deny our very people the one thing they deserve, which is justice? Because we ignore a lot of black victims. Like I said, my cousin was shot and killed last year. She was a black victim that was ignored by the media. It didn't get wall-to-wall coverage like a police shooting that involved a white officer and someone black. A wall-to-wall coverage when it comes to a mass shooting that happens in the U.S. So now, we are black Japanese, y'all. For real, black Japanese. Alright, so moving on... um. If you have not watched Kevin Samuels, he's on YouTube. Um, I follow him on YouTube and Instagram. He does a good job in bringing up issues that black people should talk about, especially black men and women. Uh, these are issues that uh, should be brought up a lot. In an episode where he was talking to a, a young woman, he brought up the civil rights movement and how our image was different than now. You didn't hear about these violent crimes being committed by very young kids and robberies and carjackings and murder. You know, homicide rate is up right now in America. It's a crime issue. You didn't hear about this back then. So when someone is shot and killed by a police officer and they have a criminal background. It's brought up. And it's not like it shouldn't be brought up because back then we weren't viewed this way. Black people was church going folks. They went to church on Sunday. They was well dressed. So when when white America saw this, they intervened. They saw themselves in them like, you know, you're not going to just treat them in any kind of way. Because they weren't seen as criminals. They weren't committing as as much crimes as we are now. As you see in the the news a lot of the time. Like the story with Andrew Brown up in uh, Junior up in North Carolina. You know, this this story is very tricky because a a, um, arrest warrant was being uh, served and this was on a, a drug charge. So it's not like he was going to church on Sunday. But I, I like how Kevin Samuels used this analogy to explain to the uh, young woman on his show about the importance of black people's image. And how now what we see has a negative impact on our image. And this is how people see us. This is why they are quick to bring up their criminal background. Because back then you didn't have to worry about this guy being a convicted felon. This guy worked a, a, a regular job, good guy, dressed well, never had any issues. The only issue was he was black. That was it. Now you got to deal with a, a host of issues, crime. So the other day I was, I was reading a story about a 13-year-old girl 
in Ohio. So the same state where Kamaya Bryant was shot and killed. So she was shot and killed in Columbus, Ohio. Now, this story, I think it was out of Cincinnati, Ohio. 13-year-old girl stabs another 13-year-old girl to death. They have a fight, an altercation breaks out. They get into a scuffle. The girl pulls out a pocket knife and kills her. So these stories are very repetitive now. It's, it's normal to hear these stories of young children, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, engaging in these very violent acts. You know, they engage in violence. You know, they all these crimes that's being committed and, and the only thing that black people can do is go back to being the victim. Bring up being oppressed by white people, slavery, all this shit about how white people have treated us in America. But it's not entirely the fault of police officers. And this is the truth. When I looked around, I see a lot of young kids unsupervised. Their parents are terrible parents. Let's let's just be real. A lot of black children come from homes with terrible parents. The parents had them when they were young. They really didn't want the child. So they are raised in, in a home unwanted, un, unloved, unplanned. So the, the parent had no plan for this child when they was born. They didn't plan for the child. So they're brought in the world. The parent has no clue on how to be a parent. And this is what we're left with. Violence. Children who are not raised correctly, not raised right undisciplined they don't care about authority figures like cops so this is creating a issue it's a huge issue not just the ensuing public safety crisis but also for our communities and our neighborhoods that's being terrorized minnesota minneapolis minnesota has an issue for its crime a lot of the cities that you see where these shootings happen, the cities, the cities and the states, they have a crime issue. Notice how whenever these protests break out, the city has an issue for its crime. I saw a video the other day in uh, it was Seattle and they're having an issue for its staffing for its hiring cops. Cops are leaving. And they're talking about the pressure the stress of the job, having to deal with social media. They're leaving their job as a police officer. So now Seattle has an issue for being understaffed for is not having enough police on the street. So as of right now, black people, and this is what we have to understand, our image has been impacted in a negative way. This is why it's so easy to bring up their criminal background, what they were being arrested for. The traffic stop, like when you see the video of Deontay Wright and Adam Toledo, Kamaya Bryant, these stories. Back then, you didn't see these stories pop up so, so often and so quick. We have a huge issue in America. But see, what we do as black people is we lie to ourselves and make it seem like we're only the victim. And we are not responsible. We are not accountable for nothing that's going on. And this is where we are lying to ourselves. We're capping. 
This is what we're doing. We're capping. We're lying to ourselves and making it seem like we're not the problem. Everyone else is the problem. White people, the problem. Police is the problem. The government is the problem. The system is the problem. The school, the prison pipeline is, is the problem. We'll blame white America for everything. And we will not be responsible for nothing. We don't want to be responsible. We want to be the victim so bad. I've never seen this before. People walking around wanting to be the victim so bad. All right. So, for example, this story comes out of New York City. Um, it says at least 25 shot, three killed over a weekend across NYC. Again, at least 25 shot, three killed over a weekend across NYC. Three people were killed and nearly two dozen injured in shootings across New York City this weekend, according to NYPD. The most recent incident occurred just after 9 p.m. on Sunday, April 25th in Queens. The victim was a woman who was shot in the stomach and in her arm. It says, according to the police, the woman was sitting in her car near the intersection of 230th Street and Merrick Boulevard when an unknown man just walked up to her and began shooting. So people say, well, cops should not be afraid or, uh, or scared. If you're sitting at the intersection, you're just at a light or a stop sign, whatever. A man walks up and starts shooting. You mean to tell me that you're not going to be a, a little fearful going to certain places in New York City? You're going to be fearful. You're going to be paranoid. You're going to be alert on edge. Because a police officer has to deal with this, but on top, deal with the criticism of the public that they should not shoot people. They should not deal with the crime. This is what we're saying is that when you say defund the police, take away money that they'll need for resources to help fight crime and place it somewhere else. Meanwhile, no one has to be responsible for these violent crimes, these acts that's being committed. It's no one's fault. Let's blame the cops. It's their fault. They are racist. They hate black people. They this is this is what we're saying. And it doesn't make sense to me when I look at the numbers and look at articles and what's happening across America. It's the exact same thing in a lot of states and cities. It's the exact same thing. And people are saying that police is the issue. I don't see it that way. People do not want to be accountable, be responsible. We want to play victim and make it seem like they were just picking on me. This is what we're saying. Like they don't have the right to be somewhat fearful of their life when violent crime is going up. In this article, uh, this is out of New Orleans. It says. Violent crimes gives impression streets are out of control. Again, this is uh, this is New Orleans. Over the weekend, seven people were shot on the streets of New Orleans in a 24 hour period between Saturday and Sunday. A burst of violent crime is another example that while overall crime numbers are subsiding, violent crime is in fact headed in the other direction. 
overall crime is down. Violent crime is up. It spiked last year. And this year's violent crime rate is exceeding last year's rate. Okay. We set a record last year, uh, last year and a 10 year record. And this year, violent crime shootings, robberies, carjackings, they were high last year. They're even higher year to date than last year. The police department has been understaffed, which is an issue in a lot of police departments across America. Being understaffed, not having enough people in the department, not having enough police departments, uh, enough police officers on the street. So will this lead to a public safety crisis, which means we're seeing crime goes up? Not enough cops on the street because people are saying defund the police. We don't need police. We need to reimagine policing. Because cops are racist. So let's reimagine policing. And now you got cities that's having police departments understaffed. And we're seeing violent crime go up. This is exactly what the Democrats wanted. I said it last year that when Trump is out and Joe Biden is in, black people are going to be worse off on the Joe Biden than, than Donald Trump. Worse off. And it's true now. You're seeing this happen right now. You're worse off under Joe Biden than you are under Donald Trump. Way worse. There has been no bills passed to help protect black people whatsoever. And they, they're not going to do it. I saw an article the other day where it talked about how Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is putting it in the hands of lawmakers in Congress to act on gun control laws, passing laws that might help benefit black people, which they would never get behind. So they're putting it in the hands of lawmakers in Congress, which lets me which lets me know. That both Joe Biden and Harris will not do anything whatsoever. They'll do something that benefits trans people, something that benefits Asian Americans. But when it comes to black people, you're not getting nothing. Black people ran and voted for the guy. He got in and now he's ignoring black people. This is typical of a Democratic, you know, plan. This is what they wanted. Complete chaos in a lot of, of our communities, neighborhoods, cities. This is what they wanted. Complete chaos. So we're seeing these crimes increase. And like I said, we cannot lie to ourselves. We, we cannot afford to lie to ourselves and make it seem like we are solely the victims in this case. And we are not. All right. So here's a story that I was looking at earlier. Um, a very sad story. A young boy, seven years old, shot and killed while riding in a car with his mom in North Carolina. Now, the same state where Andrew Brown Jr. was shot and killed, the guy that had a arrest warrant for him for a drug charge. A convicted felon. And this guy was caught with the possession intent to sell cocaine. And we think he's innocent. Here's a seven-year-old boy. 
shot and killed while riding in the car with his mother. They're not sure why this happened. Was it a targeted attack or was it just road rage like the mother suggested? So authorities are still investigating whether it was a targeted attack or an incident of road rage as his mother was uh, has suggested. The shooting happened around 11 p.m. Wednesday in Hickory, North Carolina, police said. Officers responding to a 911 call about a shooting into a vehicle arrived to find Zachlin Grayland Harris, I believe, with an apparent gunshot wound. Authorities said a single shot was fired into the vehicle, striking uh, Zachlin in the neck. The child was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Hickory police said uh, Zachlin was in the backseat with his two younger brothers, ages six and one, when the shooting occurred. Neither child was injured. Police only gave a vague description of the, the suspect describing the vehicle from which the shot came as a small, dark-colored SUV with, with uh, multiple occupants. So they don't know who shot and killed these people. Again, we tend to run to stories like Andrew Brown and say that his life means more than the, the young boy that was seven years old that was just riding in the car with his mother. We'll hold up him, Andrew Brown Jr., and put him in, in the same category as a three-year-old who was innocent, did nothing wrong, broke no laws, no criminal background, a seven-year-old sh uh, shot and killed, three-year-old Elijah LaFrance shot and killed, the young girl in Chicago, Jaslyn, Ad Jaslyn Adams, shot and killed. All innocent, no background, no arrest record, nothing. However, they get overlooked for the criminals. We always do this shit. We always cap for low lives now. This is what we do. For example, this story came out, out of New York City, y'all. It says suspected Suspect in attempted murder runs over NYPD officer during Brooklyn traffic stop. It's always a traffic stop. A arrest warrant goes out. Disturbance call. Domestic violence call. It's always these typical bullshit stories. And we think they're all innocent. Disturbing new police body cam video released Friday shows a suspected gang member. Gang member, y'all. Run over an NYPD lieutenant during a Brooklyn traffic stop, according to police. After sources said he had been released without bail. While facing a separate attempted murder charge. A black dude, Takim Newsom, low life scumbag, was stopped by officers just before 4 a.m. Friday for being double parked. And with illegal tenant windows. Police said during the stop, Newsom put the car in reverse and mowed down the lieutenant with the Mercedes, causing the cop to fall to the ground and be dragged along the road. Newsom. Newsom, y'all. Re re remember the gang member and the man who was in jail for a separate attempted murder charge. The same guy. 
that's not innocent. But we will go to bat for this scumbag. Newsom, who is believed to be part of the Bloods gang, then took off and went to a house where he faked having a weapon in, in order to get in, in the house. He then took off in another car. He was later caught by police and returned to NYPD custody. Where he faces charges including burglary, grand larceny, criminal mischief, trespassing. He has not yet facing charges for assault on the officer as of Friday night. But we will go to bat for these people. We will say that they're in the same category as the innocent kids that were shot and killed for nothing. The criminals deserve the same respect and the same honor and, and, and all this shit because they're black. We'll put them in the same category because they're black. And, we, and we'll say the, the white officer was wrong. He didn't have to do him like that. He didn't have to shoot him. I know he had ran over that cop. I know that he had forced his way in that house that was not his house. I know that. I know that he, he's on bail for another attempted murder. But he didn't have to shoot him like that. That officer didn't have to shoot him like that. He was wrong for shooting him like that. I know he did wrong. I know he did wrong. But he had to kill him. This is what we do. We cap for low-life scumbags. Black folks be capping. We be lying. We make it seem like seem like they are the same, same people. They're not. Like Kevin Samuel said in in his uh, his show about the image of black people back then. You didn't hear about traffic stops. You running from the cops, running over a cop, trying to shoot a cop, trying to fight a cop. It wasn't these stories of crimes being committed, carjackings, murders, robberies. You didn't hear about this shit. All you saw was the image of the good black folks that went to church on Sunday. And then they were not likes because they were black. They didn't have nothing else on them. They didn't have a criminal record, criminal background, nothing. That's why it worked. It does not work now because crime is being committed by a lot of black people. Let's be honest. Let's be honest about this shit. But we kept too much for, for the so-called victims. We want to be the victim so bad. I've never seen this before. We want to be the victim so bad. All right, y'all. So this is the last story that I'm going to do and I am done. Um, Kamala Harris tends to cap a lot for black women. Let's just be real. She do a whole lot of capping. They they ain't going to do nothing. I said it before. I will say it again. Once Joe Biden got in and Harris was his sidekick, they weren't going to lift a finger for black folk, just like Barack Obama did. So Kamala Harris writes an essay urging black mothers to ask doctors questions. You must. This is what she say. She capped, y'all. She capped a whole lot for black women. She want to be loved and respected so much and all this shit. Anyway, Vice President Kamala Harris is helping raise awareness about the health disparities that are against black women, specifically when it comes to childbirth. Now, I'm going to stop right there. How about holding the hospital, the doctors responsible for that? If they are facing this disparity, 
How about holding the hospital the doctor's responsible for? How about that? Instead, no, she writes an essay. She writes an essay, y'all. It's titled, Dear Black Women, Harris talked about the maternal mortality crisis facing black mothers and how she and President Joe Biden intend to address it in the primary causes the cause of this crisis is Harris wrote is systematic racial inequalities and implicit bias. They always like to throw around that word now systematic racial whatever racism. They always throw it around now. We have to change that Harris wrote and she's correct. Black women are three to four times more likely to die from pregnancy related issues than any other racial or ethnic group, according to an October 2020 report published in the Journal of Law, Medicine and Ethics. And according to the U.S. Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, most of these deaths are preventable. Structural racism. Okay, if if you know it's systematic and, and it's structural, pass the fucking bill then. No, she writes the essay, y'all. Dear, not dear doctors or dear hospitals, do the do the right thing. Dear black women, I know I hear you. I care. This is this is what she's saying. So structural racism, according to the journal's research, dates back to using enslaved black women's body for studying. Um. Forced sterilization, prom- promotion of birth control among low-income black women is a condition of social welfare programs, blah, 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 ignoring black women's pain. I've heard countless stories of women telling their doctors they are experiencing pain only to be ignored. How about holding the doctors accountable, the hospitals accountable? How about that? If they're being ignored by the doctors, why not address the doctors? Why not address that industry. How about you address them? Not the, the black women that are suffering. Like I said, we kept Kamala Harris kept very hard this past fall when it came to the election. She was capping hard for black women. Harris wrote in the essay stories of women trying to talk about their post postpartum depression only, only to be dismissed and sent home. Women such as Donna Stewart, whose daughter died a week after giving birth, was sent home two days after a emergency C-section, as Harris highlighted in her essay. The disparity also leaves behind single fathers such as Charles Johnson, whose wife died during childbirth back in February of last year. Okay, now this is what she's going to do. Vice President Kamala Harris recently announced she and Joe Biden are taking action by investing $200 million of funding in an effort to curb the black maternal mortality rate. Part of their funding goes towards implementing implicit bias training for healthcare providers. This is this is what they're doing. Let's not address the doctors, the hospitals that's responsible for this shit. If you talk about structural racism, racism that's systematic, let's not address the hospitals and the doctors. No, let's just 
invest $200 million in funding to try to curb this shit. Let's invest money in implicit bias training. This is what make people aware of their bias and they cannot be racist towards black women. They must treat them all the exact same. This is what she did. She wrote an essay, y'all. She wrote a fucking essay about this shit. Entitled the fucking essay, Dear Black Women. In the fucking uh, article, this is what it says. Harris is urging black women to ask their doctors questions. Now, why would they ask their doctors questions when they probably don't trust the fucking doctors? If this is happening across America, this is a known thing. You're going to donate funding to help it versus passing laws and shit that benefits black women. No, don't do that. Let's just donate more money and and help funding to these damn training programs and shit like that. It's, It's a waste of fucking money. But this is what Harris does. She capped Joe Biden capped. They got the black vote. They got in. They And they said, fuck black people. We ain't doing shit for you. Basically. Is what they said. They they would never do nothing for you. The Democrats do not care about black folks. They treat us so fucking bad. They do. I'm going to be honest. Dead. Democrats treat black people so fucking bad. They do. They'll show up. Beg for your vote. And then disappear. For the next four years, they, they done forgot about you. They abuse us so fucking bad. And we run back to them every stinking fucking year. Every year we run back to them. Every, no, excuse me, every four years we run back to them. After they done abused you and left you high and dry, you run back to them again. This is what we do. So the shit, this woman wrote an essay. Titled Dear Black Women. Like I, I hear you struggle. I know, I know you're being mistreated and it's racial and it's systematic. But I won't do nothing to address that issue. But hell, I'm going to just give out $200 million of funding in, in efforts to curb the black maternal mortality rate. Part of that funding will go towards implementing implicit bias training for health care providers. So fuck the black women is, is about what she's saying. That's what she's saying. So Kamala Harris and Joe Biden capped very hard. All right. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen to No One Watches Regular News hosted by me, Kerry Bogor. I wanted to really talk about, you know, how black people and just give examples and stories article that I read about how black people cap and we do cap we lie a lot it's our new culture now we're we're this new black Japanese you know we've created this notion this idea that we're all victims and we should remain victims and we should not be accountable responsible for shit that goes on in our neighborhoods and in our communities let's blame those other people and not place blame on ourselves, not be accountable. Okay, so I will be back real soon with another episode next week. So stay tuned.